This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. And it's been a while, you know, since I've given you any book recommendations. Uh, that's going to change. <laughs> because one of the things that I discovered when I decided to stay away from Twitter for a few days, uh, it was actually intentional. I, I wanted to read. I wanted to, uh, I actually wanted to read about criminal justice. And I didn't really know where to start. I had, uh, and, I, and I recommend this book all the time on uh, NRA News Cam and Company because it's, it's really, truly interesting. It's by David Kennedy. It's called Don't Shoot. Uh, and there's a, like every book now, there's a really long subtitle. Um, but if you just look up David Kennedy, Don't Shoot, you'll be able to find the book. He's now at John Jay uh, College of Criminal Justice, but uh, back in the early 90s, he was involved in the ceasefire program in Boston, Massachusetts, which uh, was able to help lower the youth homicide rate by like 63%. And they didn't, they didn't try to pass any gun control laws. Uh, it wasn't about passing another law that was aimed at the law-abiding gun owner, obviously, right? Because it, it worked to bring down homicides, unlike uh, gun control laws. This program, um, first of all, identified the most violent gangs uh, in Boston and the most violent individuals who belong to these gangs in Boston. And they decided, okay, well, we're going to pick the worst of the bunch, uh, and we're going to bring them in. And we're going to sit them down, and we're going to talk to them. Uh, now, the we in this case was uh, law enforcement, everybody from the, uh, the, the police chiefs to uh, beat cops to the DA to the U.S. attorney. I think they might have even had DEA and ATF there. And then on the other hand, you had the community, you had friends, you had family, you had principals and pastors and business owners who um, told these young men, you know what, we, we love you. We don't want to see you kill each other. We don't want to see you kill yourselves. We want to help you. There's another way. You got to stop shooting each other. And if you stop shooting each other, we're going to help you. We're going we're gonna to help you get your GED if you need your GED. We're going to help you find a job if you want a job. We're going to help you get job training. We will help you because we love you. But we also love everybody else in this community. And if you don't want our help, if you reject our help, if you reject our demand to stop shooting each other and you keep doing it, then the hammer's going to fall. And it's going to come down on you, and it's going to come down on all of your associates and the law enforcement that are up here. They're, they're going to prosecute you, and we're going to help them. It's not going to be snitching on you, because we're telling you right now, we're fed up with what you're doing. Uh, there's a lot more to this, obviously, but that's the basic gist of the idea. And it, and it works. Uh, when it's able to be implemented, it actually works to reduce violent crime. Unlike, again, a gun control law aimed at law-abiding gun owners. 
Um, so don't shoot. I read. I also read a book uh, called Ghetto Side by Jill Leovi, who is a uh, uh, reporter for the LA Times, and she basically embedded herself uh, in one of the homicide units there in the LAPD for over a year, and ends up following the murder uh, and the investigation of the uh, death of a son uh, of an LAPD detective, and again, it's just a, a really fascinating in-depth look at the criminal justice system, starting from, again, the time that the crime is committed, on through the investigation, into the prosecution. And one of the homicide detectives that she follows, the lead detective on this case, has this theory. And it's almost the reverse broken windows theory. Um, you know, broken windows uh, says, okay, if you, if you focus on the minor crimes and you try to stop the minor crimes, then uh, the major crimes won't take place. If, if you don't tolerate uh, public urination, uh, the criminals are going to know you're not going to tolerate murder or assault or, or things like that. And, you know, while the broken windows policies were put in place, they, they, uh, they were, you know, they've been credited for uh, reducing New York's homicide rate and violent crime rate. Um, they have been put in place in cities across the country and we've seen violent crime drop, but we've also seen those complaints again of people who live in these violent neighborhoods saying, Hey, I don't like being treated like a criminal. I feel like I'm being harassed. I feel like you all are coming in here and you're focusing on these low level offenses. And I'm not worried about people spitting on the sidewalk. I'm not worried about people peeing in an alley. I'm worried about my kids getting shot. I'm worried about being carjacked in my driveway. I'm worried about these major crimes. So this detective, uh, Detective Skaggs, um, in uh, Giulioni's ghetto side, says, well, what happens if we focused on solving homicides? What would happen if we focused on solving homicides? And that was our biggest priority. So rather than focus on the small stuff, we focus on the big stuff. Uh, At the time, I think the homicide clearance rate for uh, this division in uh, Los Angeles, I think it was the South Central Division. But I think the homicide clearance rate, meaning an arrest had been made, uh, and, and I think in L.A. it just means that an arrest has been made. The case is at that point cleared. You found your suspect, you made an arrest. What happens after that isn't up to you in law enforcement or you in the police department. It's up to uh, the prosecutors in law enforcement and the criminal justice system. 19% clearance rate, meaning four out of five homicides were going unsolved. And Giulioni writes about these homicide detectives going to these crime scenes and being told time and again by people who lived in these communities, you don't care. Why are you even out here? You, you, don't, you don't care about this kid who got killed. You don't care about this young man. You're just out here going to fill out the paperwork and then you're going to go away. And for these homicide detectives, uh, that's the, the furthest thing from the truth, at least for uh, uh, a lot of the ones that are mentioned in this book. Certainly that seemed to be the case for Detective Skaggs, who uh, want, has, again, this idea that, you know, look, if we are out there and we're solving these most serious crimes, we're telling the community, you know what, we do care. We do care who dies. We don't want to see these homicides take place. And we're going to bring killers to justice. Also, because we're actually investigating and because we're going to solve this case and because someone is going to get arrested, you don't need to go out and retaliate. 
You don't need to start a gang war or continue a gang war because somebody got shot. You can let us do our job as law enforcement, and we will make sure that justice is served. It's a, um, it, it's a compelling argument, um, particularly when you combine it with the argument that David Kennedy makes, which is let's focus on the worst of the worst offenders. So if you put those two things together and you're focusing on the worst of the worst offenders and you're focusing on the worst of the worst crimes, what happens when those are your priorities for law enforcement? What happens if those are the priorities, not just for law enforcement, but for the politicians who set policy for law enforcement, whether it's a mayor or city council or a Congress or a president, what happens if the focus isn't on, let's say, legal gun owners? The focus isn't on people who are committing misdemeanors, whether it's you know misdemeanor traffic offense or uh, you know again public urination, selling uh, CDs or loose cigarettes without a license. What happens if the focus is on people who are killing each other and bringing? those killers to justice and finding justice for those victims. I'm, I'm, I think I know what happens, but uh, it's interesting to note that there doesn't seem to be a, uh, a, a lot of concern uh, in our media or among uh, even the Obama administration. Um, to try to do something, to think outside of the box, just to, to recognize, all right, look, you know what? We, we don't agree on gun control. We're not going to get anything passed. But we can do something. We could probably come together. We could probably agree on, on something like this. So let's do something like this because we know that it works. You, the, the, uh, there's, there's not a lot of division along the uh, standard partisan lines. Let's try to get something like this. But we haven't seen that. We see the opposite. We've seen the president say, you know what? I'm going to talk about gun control. I'm going to talk about it at memorial services. Uh, I'm going to have uh, Loretta Lynch talk about it whenever uh, she can. We're going to go ahead and make this about gun control. And I'm telling you, you know, if you listen to NRA News Cam and come on a regular basis, you know, um, I, I don't think additional gun control laws are, are really the way to go. I do know that there are other ways to approach public safety that actually deal with public safety uh, rather than um, go after guns under the guise of public safety. But I just can't figure out, although I have my suspicions, I do have to say, I can't figure out why this administration and why the media uh, aren't pushing to, uh, to find this common ground. But again, it just seems like uh, you got too many politicians, you got too many pundits who who want to revel uh, in our conflict rather than trying to find some commonality. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.